Hi, I am the Strategist Cowboy. I have learned something new today. If there are bubbles on the inside wall of a glass, then that means that the glass was not clean, it was dirty. And if the bubbles, the head disappears fast, or yeah, yeah. then um, it also means that the glass was uh, dirty. So um, today I'm going to review uh, for a regular lager, pretty strong ABV beer from Sweden. And I'm going to set it up against a Bock beer from Milano, Italy. The two beers are in review order. Nes Sunshine and Pira Strada. Our first contestant this week is the Lager Beer Assortment, Nes Sunshine, from the brewery Nes Gårdsbryggeri. It means Nes as in the location, Jard Brewery. Now I have a beef with them. They write on their website, quote, all of our beer is brewed by our brewer Jesper Meyer who is responsible for the entire process from developing a recipe to having a finished product. This means that we have full control over the entire process. Everything from mashing, boiling and fermentation to when we pour our beer into bottles or cakes. In this way, we can guarantee that the beer tastes exactly as we ourselves wanted to taste. To help us, we have modern brewing equipment that helps us maintain a high and consistent quality of our products." End quote. But there is no such thing as a brewer that can totally control the end result as for the flavor and taste. Even the best of brewers cannot guarantee the exact flavor and taste of their beers. There are too many factors. A few of them they can control. A few of them they can control. Even at the experimental state, they cannot know how different ingredients and methods are going to affect the end result. They can only decide that this beer is close enough to what they had in mind, and then brew it at a larger scale. That is how I understand it. Albeit, this beer is brewed Reinetzgebot style as far as the ingredients show. And I don't think that any of the brewers really want their beers to taste pine needle or artificial. It is just an aberration in the taste in their beers that they could not get rid of, if it is there in the first place. They certainly won't add the pine needle taste, pine needle or artificial. It just comes down to unfortune as long as they are not using chemicals in the process or tamper with the yeast strings.
Of course, I'm not saying that this beer must taste pine needle or artificial banana. And I'm not saying that a brewer cannot abandon the making of a bad recipe. It is just that too often they do not abandon a bad recipe. I guess it is not so easy to make a good beer. The Ness Sunshine Lager beer assortment contains water, barley malt, wheat malt, hops and yeast. The hops are of the American sorts, Amarillo, Mosaic and Citra. The expiration date on this particular beer is early March 2023. I purchased this beer in mid-July 2022. The beer has been standing in my cooler since I purchased it. The bottle contains 33 centiliters, i.e. about 11 liquid ounces. The bottle's label is one-folded and orange with a yellow rising sun on it. A yellow rising sun on it. I don't know if the label is featuring an image or a picture of a sunrise. The beer cost me 22 Swedish kronor, i.e. 2 US dollars. That is about 73 cents per 4 ounces of beer. The preferred serving temperature for the NAS Sunshine beer assortment is, according to Systemblog, 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery says nothing about preferred serving temperature. The Ness Sunshine Lager Beer Assortment has got a 5.5% ABV. 5.5%. How about the experience then? Good, good hoppy aroma. I can't stop sniffing it. It's got a two fingers tall head. The color is uh, yellowish. And uh, it's a little bit cloudy, but not very cloudy. The first impression, I like this beer. But that's often my first impression. Later on, I may change my mind. And sometimes a great beer is too high, but not always. It's rich. It's certainly bread-like, wheat bread. Yeasty, is it yeasty here? I'd say that it is. But it's... Um, 
very hoppy. Taste on my palate is the hoppiness. It's um, fairly bitter. Well, not not very, but it's hoppy. And uh, I think the hoppiness overtakes, overruns the maltiness in it, of course. The, some people say a beer can only be hoppy or malty, but not both at the same time. But I don't know. Sometimes it can be both, I think. It's not candy-like. It's got some orange peel fruitiness to it, or, or a lemon peel, perhaps. Yeah, lemon peel fruitiness. It's... Uh, Spiced up, I think. It's some spices in it. Uh, the undertone is... Hopper bitterness. But is that the undertone? Isn't that the overtone? Well, it's, it's very hoppy, this beer. So it's, it's what I get. The carbonation level, I don't know yet. Probably very high, but, but I don't know. It's not creamy. It's not acidic. Well, uh, uh, I think it's uh, let me look at the bottle. Can't use the beer opener as a magnifying glass so um i i take my magnifying glass and i look at it and it says uh, hopfenweizen and yeah it doesn't say much only that is hop hoppy and and uh, wheaty and it is um uh, wait a minute here yeah I, I don't want to say it's a little bit pineal-like, but not much. Maybe not pineal, maybe it's 
some not so smooth uh, feature in the beer. But it's not a bad beer. Let's see here if I have any other taste in it. It would be going a bit too far to, to say that it's got pine needle taste in it. I don't want to do that. But it's light bread, uh, white bread. It's not... Uh, it's a bit straw-like, perhaps. Yeah, I'd say so. That's all there is to the extra ingredient, the extra flavors. I have written down as a template. Maybe a little bit straw-like. That's all I can add. What about grading them? Well, I think because it's got it, that hint of pine needle or straw likeness. I think I'm gonna, going to grade this beer seven devils out of 10 possible. Even though that's a good review, it's not super good. But it's a very okay beer. I can drink this. I, I, I drink this beer any other time. If I, but it's uh, wasn't it expensive? What did it cost? No, no, twenty-two Swedish kroner. That, that's seventy-three cents per four ounces of beer. That's not expensive. So I could definitely drink this beer at an everyday basis if I did drink every day, which I don't. So uh, if I'm going to, I'm, I mean, I'm going to buy this beer again. I'm going to remember this beer. Nas Sunshine. And I, I can drink it uh, in the middle of the week sometime, perhaps in the summertime when I'm sitting out on, on my porch reading a book which I sometimes do in the summertime. So uh, I will definitely remember this beer. It's cheap and it's good. Uh, it's uh, definitely worth, worth its price, worth the money. Okay, let's move on to our second uh, contestant. Our second contestant for this week is the beer assortment Fiera di Strada from the Italian brewery Vetra. Vetra means glass. Bock is a type of lager beer with a stronger ABV 
than other lagers since they lager the lager beers in a lager after brewing to jack up the ABV level before filtering the beers. Bira di strada means two-way in English. Hmm, do they mean by the name of the beer assortment that the beer goes in your mouth and you piss it out from another place? Or do they mean that it goes in your mouth and out the same way? I hesitate to even drink this beer. But I think it is from the north of Italy, so not right smack in the wine belt. Unfortunately, they communicate only in Italian on their website. Get the hell out of here, you lousy foreigners. But, 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 we drink your beers. Who the hell cares? The company was founded as late as in 2016. The ingredients in the Birra Strada beer assortment are water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. The hops are of the sorts Northern Brewer, Tetnanger, and Styrian Golding. The Northern Brewer sort is either from Germany or England or the US. The Tetnanger is either from Germany or the US. My bet is on Germany for both of the hop sorts. The Styrian Golding is from Slovenia. Fascists, no jokes set aside. The malts are of the sorts Munich Dark, Karaminish, Kara 300, and Pilsner Malt. Turbo Malts. The expiration date on this particular beer was September 2022. I purchased it in mid-July 2022. It has been standing in my cooler since. At present date, it is early November 2022. Ah, it should be as good as a Fiat car from the 1980s. You do notice that I'm mocking the Italians, do you? I hope they have a sense of humor especially since they don't communicate in an understandable language from the actual beer drinking world. Maybe they should try German. I couldn't even get in contact with Vetra Beer Brewery through their webpage tools. The Bira Strada beer assortment comes in a size 33 centiliters, i.e. about 11 liquid ounces bottle. The two-folded bottle label is red, white, and black. All the different beer assortments have the same design on their labels, but with different colors. Only the black color is recurring on every beer assortment. The Beer Strada beer assortment, the Beer Strada beer assortment cost me 30 Swedish kroner i.e. 2 US dollars and 70 cents in July 2022. That is 98 cents per 4 ounces of beer. That is not cheap even if it is a Bock beer. System Bravo says that the preferred serving temperature on this beer is 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The Beer Strada beer assortment has got a respectable 6.3% ABV, 
6.3%. How about the experience then? swam over with foam. But in the glass, it's barely a one finger tall head. So uh, I don't like the bubbles, the foam to land on my floor. I want them in my glass, but apparently there's not much of it. It's a brownish, uh, amber-like color, amber-like color it is, and it's uh, cloudy, very cloudy. I can't see my fingers through the glass, not at all. It's got a little bit of a cane sugary aroma and taste. The first impression is uh, get out of hell out of here. No, but uh, it's uh, not that bad for coming coming from a an Italian uh, uh, province. Very very okay. And it's rich, should be at 6.5%, it was 6.3% was. Is it bread-like? It's uh, not so much bread-like as it is sugary in its taste. Cane sugar. It's not very yeasty. It's some rests of it. There are some rests of yeast. It's malty. Taste of my palate is uh, cane sugar. It almost tastes like rum. Actually, liquor the liquor rum, and not that it's as strong as it. But one moment, excuse me. But it's definitely got some Captain Morgan rum, dark rum taste on it. It's a little bit dark, and it's. Uh, 
definitely cane sugar sweet. Not very dry at all. Maybe a little bit coffee-like. Yeah, it is. But uh, it's not very... Not very hoppy. Not very bitter. Not at all. It's... Uh, almost a little bit candy like but it's a candy that's not so good like yeah well now it's not candy like it's it would be wrong to say so it's uh, it's not I, I don't mean to say that it's bad either right there but uh, there is uh, No particular fruitiness, but honey-like. And I don't think I don't I don't I don't think. I don't think it's very spicy, uh, if if any. The undertone is a dark beer. It's definitely Captain Morgan uh, dark room. Carbonation level. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's very high. It's not creamy. It's not acidic. And there are not really any aberrations in it. It's dark roasted. Or the, it's a cane sugar that's uh, dark. But it, it uh, it's not a typical dark roasted. It's filtered. It lacks it, it tastes like bread flavored with wort. Wort, I mean. Uh I wouldn't say that it's banana-like in its taste, uh, uh, no, but it's uh, honey or perhaps syrup-like. A little bit fudge-like. And uh, coffee-like. Yeah. What about grading then? How many devils do I grade this beer? Uh, seven devils out of ten possible. Absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underage or pregnant.
This week's lesson I call Stuxnet, the ultimate Trojan horse. Stuxnet was or is an advanced computer Trojan horse discovered in July 2010. The Trojan attacks the WinCC system created by Siemens for monitoring and controlling industrial processes. According to the computer security company Symantec, the Trojan was the first program that not only spied on industrial systems, but also manipulated those systems. Stuxnet was designed to disable specific targets without being noticed or destroying anything on its way through the network. Countries singled out as possible creators of Stuxnet are the United States through the NSA and a project that is supposed to go by the name Olympic Games, and Israel through Unit 8200. Unit 8200 is equivalent to the American NSA or the Swedish FRA. Stuxnet is strongly linked to Iran's Natanz uranium enrichment facility. A refined variant of Stuxnet called Flame has been found in 2012 by the antivirus company Kaspersky Lab. Flame is about 40 times larger than Stuxnet and is ported to more operating systems than Windows. Later that year, Another sophisticated Trojan called Gauss was found with the task of stealing login credentials for a limited number of online banks in the Middle East. Someone has been busy. Kaspersky Lab believes that it is a double-digit group professional people who created the code. The source is Wikipedia. But Russia and China have also largely invested in the cyber domain. Russia do a lot of cyber attacks, while China mostly engaged in cyber espionage. But it can also happen that Russia collects information and that China attacks IT systems, mainly in Taiwan. As far as Russia is concerned, the borderline between state activity and criminal networks is in many cases very blurred. Examples of cyber attacks that may be Russian are Red October from, well, in 2012, the OPM hack in 2014, a cyber attack concerning the infidelity site Ashley Madison Hackett in 2015, which is an attack believed to be Chinese and probably Russian and maybe even Iranian. Russian APT attacks, APT is an abbreviation of the term Advanced Persistent Threat, are directed against the Nordic Defense Forces. In April 2016, the head of the Dutch Security Intelligence Service AIDD stated that 
The Dutch economy was being robbed by Russian, Chinese, and Iranian state cyber criminals. In the journal Wotfoshwar, number two, from June 2016, Lars Nikander writes at the Norwegian Defense University, quote, Today we experience that Russian asymmetric threats are linked to hybrid operations, cyber attacks, and soft influence operations within what is usually called gray zone warfare, end quote. And the source was our defense. There have certainly been several other major Trojan horses since 2015, but it is nothing that the perpetrating states want to admit, and thus there is little information about them on the internet if you don't know exactly what to search for. Collecting mobile data by aircraft or UAVs. The US Department of Justice collects data from thousands of cell phones utilizing aircraft. By doing so, the US authorities can locate suspicious users without going through the telecom operators. The program started in 2007 and they used Cessna planes for the purpose. The airplanes are equipped with equipment from Boeing that, Im that imitates telecoms and tricks cell phones into connecting and releasing information. During a single flight, data from tens of thousands of mobile phones, cell phones can be collected. The US Department of Justice will neither deny nor confirm that such a program exists. A department official told the newspaper that it would be allowing criminals or foreign powers to assess America's surveillance capabilities, which is similar to an affirmation, I note. According to the report, the technology can locate a cell phone within a margin of around three meters and also determine in which room in a building the phone is located. And the source was SRA Foot. The conclusion is that we must close our airspace for civilian airliners and other aircraft in a war or threat of war as soon as our operational actions allows that. My name is Roger Klang, Roger Klang, and I do military analysis. I live in the small city of Lund in the province of Scania in the south end of Sweden. That makes me more or less a farm guy, especially regarding hops and malt. Hence the name the strategist cowboy. And also there are some very good cowboy movies like Django, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly and Pale Rider. But the most realistic one is the Swedish movie Nybyggarna or The Settlers as it would be called in English. It is a follow-up on the movie Utvandrarna or The Emigrators as it would be called in English. I really appreciate super realistic movies. Lund is close to the city of Malmö. I feel safe walking around in Malmö 
but I can take care of myself. I protect others. Others don't need to protect me. Thank you, and see you later, alligator, at a while, crocodile.